0: Welcome to the Fanboy Planet Podcast. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com, producing from the Brett Cave in greater San Jose area. Rick Brett Snyder. Yes, I, I have to differentiate the locations because that is not me anymore. I'm Burbank, California. So uh, it's sunny. Is it, is it sunny up there? Oh,
1: it's a lovely day.
0: I heard you, got, you guys got rain recently. We got was,
1: rain, I uh, think it was yesterday in the morning.
0: I was very envious, very very envious so uh it has been a while we took a we took a break for a variety of reasons, and most of those reasons have straightened out and so we are back and because there is a huge huge news item today, but uh first of all, of course I want to mention that uh, if you'd like to if you have any questions, comments, commentary, compliments, criticism, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com directly through email, or you can join the conversation on Facebook. Now that Facebook has upgraded uh, some of their tools a bit, uh, it, I'm actually getting notifications when people comment. Oh, that's great! In a timely manner, uh, it's it slowed down some other things, but you know, I'll I'll take actually knowing when someone's commented. Uh You know learning that day rather than uh, five weeks from now, going, "Oh, oh, I should have answered that yeah. so that 's cool uh You can do that on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter at fanboy Planet, and of course Instagram at fanboy Planet. And I think that covers the communication as well as, of course, we are an Amazon affiliate, which means that anything we talk about that may be purchasable uh, through links, either a, through a search box on the Fanboy Planet website or on a, or on a direct link on the Fanboy Planet pages, uh, that too has changed a little bit. Uh, tools have upgraded. It's, it's interesting. Uh, you know, it, it may, any purchase you may make may, I say may, generate Revenue for the site. So we thank you. Uh, it, as I said, it has been a time. I feel like I was kind of doing a review of how many different plans for the DC extended universe. Warner brothers has announced over the last eight years. (laughs) Oh God. I (laughs) can, I count that high. Um, Uh, to their credit, only once have we been promised a cyborg movie that was taken away, uh, <laughs> so that's okay. Uh, we've been promised four different Flash movies. Uh, today was one. I, I I've updated o- over the stories. Basically, uh, fandom was kind of rocked. I mean, we're recording this two weeks, almost two weeks after. Uh, Hall H presentations at Comic-Con in which DC films, I'm not even sure if they're calling themselves DC films anymore, but Warner Brothers uh, presented uh, their a couple of things uh, upcoming, but for really for only 2022 and Marvel countered by, and I just double checked this because you and I were talking about it earlier. uh, They presented at least a portion of, of their phase six through 2025. So it was that far. Wow. uh, Well, it's, it's vague. 2025 is where they're going to place the Avengers movies, the Kang dynasty and okay. Okay. So I'm sure uh, as you thought too, because there's another event in a month, right? D 23. Right. And Marvel films is going to announce a lot there. Uh, those two years, twenty three and twenty four, are very heavy with announcements. Twenty twenty five is just this phase six is you know Fantastic Four and then the Kang Dynasty, and which was a surprise because Kevin Feige had also said there was never going to be another Avengers film, and now we're getting two in the same year. All that is a long winded way of saying DC brought out uh, Dwayne Johnson, uh, lowered him from the ceiling, dressed as Black Adam. And he, as if no one was aware with, uh, with Dwayne Johnson's social media <laughs> dominance that, uh, you may have heard, you may have heard that there's a movie called Black Adam coming out with Dwayne Johnson in it, but, uh, he's not talked about it at all. You know, so, uh, it was, a, no, it was not a, it was a, spri- no, it was not a surprise. Uh, and then they also showed a trailer from Shazam. Well, I, I want to, the, the second Shazam movie, Fury of the Gods. And, and that was about it. And most people wanted to know, well, what's going to happen with the flash. There are a lot of behind the scenes issues uh, that yeah. have nothing to do with the quality of the film at all. Um, <clears throat> and in fact, the story we be talking about today is that apparently the quality of the film is extremely high. It is just also potentially that by the time it opens in uh, 2023, uh, there may be a convicted felon starring as the film, so it, it's a it's a marketing problem. We'll this happened
1: before I think uh,
0: <laughs> maybe uh, so anyway, uh what triggered this this conversation was, of course, that uh, yesterday Warner Brothers, which is not really Warner Brothers anymore, it has now been taken over uh by discovery. Uh, so it's Discovery Warner Brothers. I, it seems like it, a
1: happy marriage. There's no high. It's Warner Brothers Discovery. You know, it's like they just they took the last name.
0: Yeah. Uh. And it. Uh, no. It, it, there have been no happy marriages for Warner <laughs> Brothers in the past decade. I mean, this is the third uh, change of ownership they've had in a decade. You know, they were the. I'm gonna say a, a very dangerous thing. The Snyderverse has been more consistent than ownership of Warner brothers in, in the past decade. And they announced that they were going to shelve completely Batgirl, uh, which they've spent $90 million in production on. It is from, uh, two directors, co-directors that are, uh, currently, uh, garnering some pretty good notices for their work on a Marvel project, which was Ms. Marvel. They right. were directors on, on, on that. And uh, starring Leslie Grace, who would be le- uh, the first Latina lead for a, a DC superhero film. And, of course, with the return of Michael Keaton and as Batman and J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, therefore kind of like bringing in the things that people have liked most about what DC films have done really in the last 40 years. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: you have to go that far, but that, that happiness is spread way oh, no. out.
0: I, I mean, you're going to say like, when you look at JK Simmons, no one was upset with him as commissioner Gordon oh, no. in, in the justice league film. I think and the only the,
1: person who was upset about it was, I read something about, written by J. Jonah Jameson. Oh uh, well, sure.
0: But he just doesn't like people that work with vigilantes. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, the, so they've canceled it. Today, there was a shareholder's call, basically, and David Zaslav, who is the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery, Discovery Warners, I don't know. I mean, Discovery really owns it all, uh, is said that we're not going to release any movie we don't believe in. And in that one sentence, Uh. proved that he actually has never been in Hollywood before because certainly <laughs> certainly um in a year in which Sony released Morbius not once but twice <laughs> therefore making it a double bomb uh to which my favorite quote out of out of Comic-Con now is Matt Smith when confronted with fans of Morbius saying well, I'm pleased you saw a different movie than I did. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a direct quote. Wow. <laughs> you know, he also followed up today by saying, I, I'm not too bothered by it. It's not like we're in the business of saving lives. So I, I'd like good perspective, Mr. Yes, Smith. But yes. I hope you have a continued career. Yeah, but, saving
1: lives, saving careers. Yeah.
0: Whatever. Uh, so, yeah, David Zaslav says this. And. And and I also want to be fair. He didn't just cancel Batgirl. And this is a film almost completely done. Yeah, uh, there's some post production work that needed to be done. Apparently, there was a test screening in which it scored in the 60s. I am not a big fan of the whole test screening thing. I get it. They they help guide some things, but sometimes test audiences guy you know influence decisions that maybe shouldn't have been made because. I've, I was in a couple of test audiences when I was in college. You're just walking down the street and somebody says you want to see a movie, and and you hope that. Um, well, now it's done by, via email and websites, but I mean it's still just kind of a random. Yeah, you know it, it's not a, a case of and I of uh, you know somebody who understands story. They just like to I want to eat popcorn and turn off my brain perhaps, or oh I'm being asked my opinion. That's nice, you know it's not. It, it it it's not really an art to it. It's just people off the street, which I grant you, yes, that's who goes to see movies, but it's only 200. You know, that's, that's only a sa- a sample. Right. Right. So uh, apparently it was in, in the sixties. They were, uh, I've heard a variety of, fr- of reviews out of it. Uh, you know, anonymous feedback, which is that they felt it was like a TV pilot. Um, but the other thing is they also, uh, canceled scoob holiday haunt, which was finished. The and this is the weird thing about how uh Hollywood works, or rather about how how our culture works, is they now are going to take these as basically tax write downs. They're gonna make this the loss. Oh god, make this as a loss, which means they really cannot ever now release these films because they've already struck a deal with the IRS essentially that we've, they've deducted the cost of these films. Uh, you know, I don't know what the percentage is that becomes the write off, but they considered that a greater value than that's insane. And well, you know, I mean that, that is somewhat what happened with John Carter, but this is the weird change because John Carter came off, uh, you know, came out, and, and bombed, I bring it up because that was a movie I know that you and I had been both very excited about Yeah, and poorly marketed, you know, one of those, oh, they just got the the word ahead of time. And it goes
1: beyond poorly. It was almost as if it was sabotage in the marketing.
0: Oh, I would say a hundred percent there. I, uh, you know, I mean, you, I think we may have said the story on the, on the podcast, you know, that basically Disney marketing said, oh, we released a movie called Mars Needs Moms which did very poorly and was also very weird. Um, I enjoyed it, but it was still weird. And uh, they had released a movie called Mission to Mars. So the solution, both of which did not do well. Yeah. So their assumption was, well, you know what the problem is? People don't like to go to movies that say Mars in the title. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. Uh. I, I'm not kidding. And that, I mean, it took a year for that truth to come out. Andrew Stanton took one for the team there. But the point is, They just kind of pulled it out. They wrote it down as a loss and they took the tax loss. And in that case, at least the movie existed and people could see it. Yeah. And in this case, somehow about with the the bookkeeping, these two projects, and I'm not going to speak to the quality one way or the other. I mean, everything finds its audience because as I just, we joked about just a few minutes ago, there are people that think Morbius is good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can't speak to that either because I, I'm, I'm going to wait until I, I know I haven't spent any money to see it. But uh, it's still – everything finds an audience. Like I watched the first Scoob movie. It was not for me. They were creating their Hanna-Barbera-verse because everything must have a universe. And, but Paul Dini was the screenwriter of this uh, Holiday Haunt sequel. And he doesn't write crap. No, so
1: he always has respect for whatever he's writing.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm saying th- these could be really good movies. The issue is, of course, David Zaslav has come in. What I have heard is that the cost of merging these two companies, Warner Brothers and Discovery, has cost them one billion dollars. Oh, geez. So this is the Wall Street thing of trying scrambling desperately to. I how some that be, How could that be so? I mean, what's
1: what's your expense that that when you're not really producing anything, it's all
0: well. At it was the cost of merging and cutting, like they had launched CNN Plus. Right. This is this is way well, out, that was a out loss. Yeah, that was a that loss. that was a loss. I mean, and they canceled CNN Plus within a, within a month. Yeah, and uh, that was
1: like five hundred
0: million. Right, a- and the other thing is. Uh, in addition to these films, which was, this was the previous regime, right? David Zaslav has brought in Alan Horn, who, uh, as a consultant for how to write the shift that is Warner Brothers. And let's not pretend that the DC Extended Universe, which David Zaslav has also publicly said, is their crown jewel. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, no, understanding that yeah. he understands you can put Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and of course now Harley Quinn on a t-shirt. And make a lot of money. Yeah, you know, so he gets the value of of, of those things. Batgirl, maybe not so much to the mainstream audience, and some people that speculated, well, was there confusion with Batwoman, uh, which was just canceled on the on the CW? But all of the Arrowverse is coming to an end too, and that's a separate issue because the CW is being sold completely. Yeah, and so it made sense to me that, like, sorry, the you know the Arrowverse those, isn't going to last.
1: Those shows have run their course, though. I mean,
0: well, yeah, the Flash has one more thirteen episode season. Yeah, and and, and that and that'll be it, and then it'll just be Superman and Lois. Which, as I had mentioned, you know, we talked about again on a podcast back in I think February. It was revealed at the end of the season they're not part of the Arrowverse. That even if an wow. actor who a character who had appeared in the Arrowverse showed up on Superman and Lois, it would be a different Earth's version. You know the the real problem with
1: the with Warner and all its iterations is that they don't accept the fact they don't accept the IP reality that they're buying into. Because if you go if you just start looking at DC properties and the ones that have been successful in comics, in in animation and even sometimes in movies, they're not in the
0: same universe and they, and it doesn't bother anybody, but they're all, you know, the, but Hollywood is imitative, right? Yeah. So they look and they see that somehow Kevin Feige built right this, this shared universe to well, the point right now where, I mean, I think that Marvel's kind of splitting off, like, you know, that's, that's, Moon Knight that's is it. completely separate.
1: That's it, Marvel. Marvel. If they want to imitate Marvel, start by just accepting the fact that you have been imitating in the past what the Marvel is starting to do now. You know, with Multiverse of Madness and Moon Knight. Right. I mean, all 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 their their animated stuff is all different, and um, the the books have different uh, well, realities in
0: them. Oh well, geez. I mean, yes, I talked about that at Bacon. We were like, uh, I just kind of caught up a little bit on. Uh, let me see if I'm saying the titles right. Dark Crisis and Flashpoint Beyond, mm-hmm. which Flashpoint Beyond is secretly a spin off of Dark Crisis, which at Comic Con was revealed to actually be Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. So now they can <laughs> go back. I'm, I'm serious. Yeah. So they can okay. go back and reprint the first two issues with the full title. Oh, geez. Yeah. So if you have a Dark Crisis number one, people, that just says Dark Crisis, you got a collector's item. Uh, sure. Anyway, anyway, you know, but on the same time, I also have Jurassic league. I saw an ad for the justice league Mecca and you know, there, yeah, there's no, and there's also that medieval fantasy version that's, that started. And right. It's a, I the first issue was good. I just didn't pick it up. And you've got
1: Avengers forever and over at Marvel.
0: Yes. So we've, you've, you've skipped, you've jumped publishers. Pardon me. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. No. And then, of um, course, and Marvel's got right now the uh, the Marvel Inf- Infinite Comics, you know, to compete with Webtoons on the Marvel Unlimited app. I the, thought
1: you had mentioned Avengers Mecca, which is – no,
0: no, I'm saying there's a Justice League Mecca coming. And, okay. And there is already an Avengers Mecca right. uh, by Jim Zub. Uh, you know, again, yeah. probably pretty good. I The Mecca thing just doesn't do much for me, but that's all right. They're yeah. all taking shots at, at, at what will work. And, I, you know, the thing is, so let's take this Batgirl thing. We know that Michael Keaton was in it. The problem is that the story, and you can find it on FanBay Planet, I've made this prediction a couple of times, is that when they kept pushing the flashback, which is loosely based on Flashpoint, that right. uh, the purpose of that was to bring back Michael Keaton as Batman, and then you'd understand it. So the Flash was meant to be released before Batgirl. So, if apparent as what has apparently happened in two different projects' test screenings, people were a little confused in the one test screening for Batgirl as to why Michael Keaton was there, and then they've apparently done uh, a screening of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, aka for most of us just to keep the numbers straight, Aquaman Two, right? In which Michael Keaton appeared as Batman, but now Aquaman is going to be out before the Flash as well. And so they have gone back in the last two weeks and reshot the scene or scenes with Batman to have, uh, Ben Affleck back as, as Bruce Wayne slash Batman, not Robert Pattinson. No, that's completely separate as well. So (laughs) there's a, there's a whole other issue with, are there too many Batman running around? I don't know, but that's, that's true in the comic book store too. So, um, it's yes, the intention was that Michael Keaton would take a role kind of like Nick Fury in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. There is an advisor, the longest serving hero if you will. Um and I think the question is for t- for talent, uh how can you trust Warner Brothers right now? Not only did they during the pandemic, even though that was a different uh owner, you know, put everything on HBO max before th- at the same time as theatrical, thereby allegedly cutting into potential profits. And I should also say some of those movies, uh, Mr. Zaslav, um, they, I don't know if anybody believed in some of those movies either, but, but they came they came out anyway. Uh, so he does, is apparently though expressed great, great enthusiasm for the films we've mentioned. He, loves Black Adam. He's called them out by name, very excited about the quality of Black Adam, very excited about the quality of Aquaman. And, and he also says, we're going to make them even better and very excited about the flash. And that is a weird thing. Like I said, that with, for all the controversy that people think are, is going on with Ezra Miller, I, and I shouldn't say think Very controversial figure, I think a criminal at this point, but innocent until proven guilty. It may be the best of the three films we've mentioned, and that's not even counting Shazam. But the issue is thinking, too, that everything has to be a blockbuster. Right. Uh, So there is one other uh, in the hopper. I mean, we just mentioned Shazam as well, but Blue Beetle has apparently finished, and though it wasn't called out specifically today... The previous regime had upped the budget, and that's the issue with Bat, with Batgirl is right. it was a mid-level film, right? It was meant to be on HBO Max all along because that was also part of mimicking the Marvel strategy of, well, we've got a streaming service. so. Well, then, gonna, what? It,
1: it was originally budgeted 70, $70 million, and then they decided they wanted to do HBO Max and cinematic
0: release, so they, they shoved another $20 million at them. That was covid it was, it was COVID costs. It wasn't... Uh, oh, I, I read that it was... Batgirl has never been... I, I have predicted that we might see it happen, yeah. but it was never intended for cinematic release. Blue Beetle was the one which was originally scheduled as an HBO Max. And then they realized they had a, a pretty hot actor in the role. It's the uh, kid from Cobra Kai. Uh, and realized, oh, he's our, our one Latino hero. And so, you know, it, it made sense. Plus, I think... Look, you and I have been saying this for years. Kids love the Jaime Reyes version of Blue Beetle. Yeah, he's a freaking Power Ranger.
1: Well, he's the one they grew up with. With the uh, on well, that's the, true too. Yeah, yeah,
0: on TV, the Brave and the Bold, Batman, yeah, Batman, yeah. Brave and the Bold, and even Smallville used that version. They didn't use Ted Cord. So was he
1: was he not on the Justice League shows at all?
0: Or but he did or, show up. He was, he was on yeah. unlimited. He wasn't a core group and I was, somebody thought of, but he was very key to Br- the brave and the bold show. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and his action, you know, he get in that line, he got an action figure before almost any other guest star because he's cool. You know, it, it's a, it's a great design and it straddles the, uh, you know, the, the Japanese armored hero, Kaiju mecha right. thing, you know, so it's great. Um, so that, while not called out, I think will still happen but uh it's just it's just sad and earlier, the other part we' talked about is you know sometimes it used to be that you could see things if you went to a convention and you went to a to certain booths and you said, "Do you happen to have on d v d this look, I'm not condoning this practice; I'm just saying it's happened uh when there was the unreleased Fantastic Four movie produced by Roger Corman. Right, I still know far more people who have seen it than haven't, uh, and I think every fan I know has a copy somewhere. I need to get it on DVD uh, yeah. even though it technically doesn't exist. that leaked out uh, it was that there was a global uh what was that that Warren Ellis thing you look global frequencies that oh, yeah. uh, that pilot uh, made its way out. I've seen even the Adrian Palicki... Wonder Woman pilot, which is pretty bad. Um, It made its way out. But that was, that's already been seven or eight years. Since then, there are a bunch of projects that people have said, like, oh, we, you know, we know this exists, that I don't know anybody who has ever actually seen it unless it got a screening like at Comic-Con officially. There is a prior lock and key pilot before the Netflix series that it was, it was meant for Fox. Right. And that was shown once at comic con. So I do know of people who have seen it, but it, after that screening, never again, that has completely disappeared. So my, my sadness is it might not be the best. Batgirl might not be the best of the DC movies. And the, you know, um, but it n- might not be the worst. James Gunn, by the way, also had to assure fans on Twitter, yes, Peacemaker season two is still happening, because it was always aimed at uh, at being an HBO Max series, and, right. and it's already a proven success. And I guess that's the thing, is this new regime at at Warner Brothers doesn't understand nobody knows anything. You can't guarantee, you can't make something be a success you can, you can put a lot of money behind it. That is true, but a bad movie is still a bad movie. And some people will find it. Uh, you know, I don't think there's a single DC movie of the last 15 years. Let's say, uh, that you, that you will find a, 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 consistency of opinion about, I, you know, there are people, I totally get why people don't like Aquaman. It is an overstuffed. Every single piece of Aquaman lore is in that movie and you know, there's just an awful lot there, and he certainly isn't the Arthur Curry we grew up reading. But I enjoy it because, my God, you have Topo on drums. I will never ever get
1: used to that. Just a callback to your overstuffed nature, then overstuffed. No, absolutely. I mean, aspect of it. It's yeah.
0: an insane movie. Oh
1: yeah, and no, I, no, I and, totally. and
0: I love it. And I have. There are a couple of people on the convention circuit that have decided we could be friends simply because they loved it too. It was this weird, you know, bond of loving that. Uh I loved Birds of Prey. And yeah. I know a lot of people that didn't, but I, I will still stand by that. And that's the sad thing too, is the screenwriter of Birds of Prey is the same screenwriter of Batgirl, in which the black canary character was going to carry over, Jo Jolais Smollett. And, you know, I, I don't want these characters to disappear. This could be a movie that would be totally my jam. And I know that's not up to me. They don't care what I think, but it's still, I would like it to be seen. And I think, again, knowing it's different leadership, but for God's sake, we didn't need to see Zack Snyder's Justice League, which has now been proven that most of that noise, those Snyder fans were uh, fake accounts and some of them might've been Zack Snyder himself. Yeah. You know, so they got boondoggled. I'll grant you, they got boondoggled into spending another eighty, ninety million dollars to make a black and white ver four hour version <laughs> of a I'm not kidding, right? I know of of, of a two hour movie that wasn't yeah. good. I will grant you, Zack Snyder's Justice League is a marginally better film at four hours than Joss Whedon's Justice League at two hours. But marginally better doesn't mean that's a movie I ever f- and, and that sucks because it's full of actors playing characters that I love on both sides of the equation.
1: It was it really a good movie or did we all have kind of a Stockholm Syndrome from no, no, no. having no, that's spent that much time it's, on it?
0: It's not a good movie. It's yeah. a better movie than the one that got released theatrically. It's true.
1: It's less toxic. It's well, like, tox, it's toxic like, is a bad like you're word. saying
0: You can watch Dawn of Justice, the super extended four-hour version of that. Yes, yeah. a better film than the theatrical release. Yeah, But I will never watch it again. Whereas... Yeah, what, what, I've watched Aquaman again. I've watched, uh, you know, we've sat through, look, I've even watched half of Shaquille O'Neal's version of steel. So (laughs) look, I've, I've got a strong stomach. We watched Jonah Hex. I think we saw that screening together, you know, and, and the, the tragic thing there is that's why allegedly DC won't collect any of the, uh, new 52 Jonah Hex stuff because that movie was so toxically bad. um, what's so.
1: what's worrying me about all this is another statement they made recently and that was that they want to, that they're looking to do far less scripted shows on HBO Max and i think this is a you know, if they want to be like marvel this is again missing the boat because marvel has run with the series stuff on disney plus and they've done a great job at it, it they tell different types of stories because they take a long form of doing it and they can fill in the mythology of the
0: universe that way. Better than you could do in a one movie. And you've hit the nail on the head there. This is, again, why you should buy physical media. There are Because quietly they took like six or seven other movies off yeah. of HBO Max that they had produced just for HBO Max. Um, I don't think I, most of them I wasn't going to watch. But I think there was one uh, of the titles that I went, oh, one I didn't even know it existed. And I thought, oh, I w- kind of wish I'd known. I, I might have watched that, but now I don't remember what it was. So that's okay because we're assaulted by so much. But I pay for HBO Max. They've announced yeah. today that within, within a year, Discovery Plus and HBO Max will have merged into one, one streaming service. And this does not give me hope that that one streaming service is a streaming service I want to watch There is a reason I don't subscribe to Discovery Plus, and that's because there's nothing on that that compels me. Right. You know, even I I haven't subscribed (laughs) to Apple Plus yet, but I've kind of been waiting for enough content to build up that it's – I know that I can't do a week-long free trial and see everything that I want to see. So I'm waiting for for that day that it's worth – you know, that I know that if I'm subscribing to this for six months, at least once a week, I'm going to get onto Apple plus and enjoy something.
1: It was worth a couple of months just for Ted Lasso. Well, but,
0: uh, no, I understand that, you know, that yeah. built up and, 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 then, Dune, and then,
1: then we dropped it. Yeah. You know, and we'll yeah. go back, we'll go back again when they have another season of Ted Lasso. There are a and lot of,
0: there are a lot of good shows building up on that and that's fine. Yeah. And, and some movies as well. You know, they're just not, I don't think publicized particularly well
1: but DC hit the ball out of the park in my opinion with um their their Doom patrol. I mean, and I I would not have thought that, that anyone could pitch that show, especially the version they did and have anyone pick Well, it and out.
0: let's also remember that 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 first was on DC Universe. How quickly we have forgotten it's true. It's that true. that app, which now is like their Marvel Unlimited, you read comics on it. That was a streaming service. But and- they got two more seasons. Yeah, no, 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 I it, absolutely, and Stargirl yeah. ended up over there. Like, I don't yeah. want those shows and, to go away.
1: And Titans, although the last season is drag, I'm dragging myself through the last season. They've, they've gone a little too CW. Uh, they've yeah. gone well, nasty CW on it. Well,
0: I understand, and, and the other thing that people haven't talked about is the Green Lantern Corps series that was supposedly in development. Rumor is that was quietly canceled like a month ago, and nobody has noticed. Oh. Uh. Which, I mean, to be fair, it was cast, you know, I saw another site run with, I think it was the Nerdist saying, by the way, Wonder Twins was canceled today too. I'm like, no, no, the Wonder Twins was canceled two months ago. I know because I made a joke about it. And, you know, it's, uh, so there have been other projects canceled. for. We didn't
1: talk, we haven't talked about it, but I was so disappointed in Naomi. Um, I, I just thought that that show just, was dragging. It started like, strong
0: and dragged. And it, and, it, and it was paced like the comic. And I, I, I haven't finished it. And I, yeah. I was enthusiastic from the beginning of that. But that was cancelled as well. Yeah. So what I don't know now is what what's the fate of Superman and Lois. And the other thing is we can say all this at the same time that a movie, uh, that a TV series firmly by the end of it set in the same universe with including two Justice League cameos, killed in the ratings was the highest streamed show for a month, uh, which was Peacemaker. Oh, yeah. And that is one of the single best adaptations. Well, I'd say better than the comic books, because the, you know, when people ask me, was there what where should I go to read about Peacemaker? I'm like, there are no good Peacemaker comics. They're yeah. just it's a silly character. And James Gunn embraced that and made it moving and funny, but moving again. You know, it it was, it was great. So
1: I think you have to give give John Cena a lot of credit for that.
0: I I give him a lot of credit, but it's, it's the collaborative nature of James Gunn. Yeah. Realizing what he, who he had and on the fly, making some adjustments when he realized what he could do. You know, it's interesting And and I won't belabor because I I said we were going to try to keep it short. But if you, you saw Thor Love and Thunder, and I thought, unlike the Avengers films that the Guardians of the Galaxy appeared in, you can really tell that James Gunn had nothing to do with the Guardians of the Galaxy in Thor Love and Thunder. They don't feel right. He was supposedly brought in to direct that part. Uh, I, I have not read that because it did not, it did not feel I, that he's been working I, on. I did read that. And the holiday special, I had read the opposite that he, that this was the one he had nothing to do with. Hmm. He had consulted on the Avenger script, but not directed. So, you know, I don't know. It just, that just felt at odds. But then I, you know, I could be getting a little exhaustion too, because that's the other story that, that the media is trying to run with today is that we're all tired of comic book films. And, I, no, we're not tired of comic book films. They just have to be good. Sorry. You know, yeah. th- that that's it. People will go to what they want to go. You know, they're saying, oh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness didn't make, uh, you know, dropped in the second, second weekend. Uh, but the difference is now these movies aren't getting released in China. And uh, apparently Doctor Strange 2 made more money than Doctor Strange 1. But because the Avengers films raised the bar... They should yeah. all be billion dollar things. And that's what David Zaslav at Warner Brothers Discovery is trying to do is if if he can't guarantee you're going to get a billion dollars each time, he doesn't want to do it. And that's just not how it works. I, you know, it'd be nice to get a yeah. billion dollars each time. You gotta I got to work for a living. Yeah. Yeah. But there are no guarantees. Uh, you know, and again, I'm sure <laughs> it's my, it's my punching bag. Uh, you know, I'm sure Sony would have liked to have made a billion dollars on Morbius <laughs> instead of the, uh, dozens of dollars they made. <laughs> uh, cause I, I, we talk about like even the re-release those, uh, at least around here, the AMCs were showing in the re-release of Morbius only once a day for $5. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, you know, they knew nobody's going to come here, but maybe we'll sell some popcorn. Uh, you know, so it's I—I I just say, no guarantee. My great, you know, my heart's out to Leslie Grace, a pretty good yeah. actor who might have been great as Batgirl and might be great as Batgirl, and I'll never get to know, and uh, and you'll never get to know, and you know, none of us will. And, uh, to those who worked hard on Scoob holiday haunt, I'm sure it had been fun and it would have been a great holiday Thanksgiving movie. If you have kids to just put on and, you know, you could feel like you trusted it. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, but, but let us know what, what, what you think. And I know this is a story that's just going to keep unraveling more. is going to happen. You know, I mean, I don't know that I have a lot of faith in, like, an internet petition or anything, and people are like, you know, release the the Batgirl, but maybe weird, you know, weird things have happened. I just don't know, because this... Down the road, Warner Brothers has to adjust their tax return and be able to release the film. I'd like to at least see that, yes. And then we said tax return, and almost everybody just went, (laughs) you know, so... (laughs) I did, and I work in tax. So, anyway, uh, yeah, if you got an opinion, you know, let let us know. Write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, whatever. Would like to call out, of course, that in two weeks uh, back in San Jose, Cinequest is doing their live in person. So, uh, you can hearken back to our March podcast, the interview with Michael Rabel because i think most of the programming is the same so uh it's just it's exciting that it'll be back in person but i won't be able to be there so uh that's all i've got uh i'm derek McCaw editor-in-chief of fanboy planet
1: and i'm rick brett snyder reminding you to use your, your powers for good, for good.